Welcome to the Me vs. Me podcast, your weekly dose of practical implementation and mindset strategies towards fitness, weight loss, and your mental health without all the confusion. With over many years in the fitness industry, Pay has helped countless women and men dramatically improve their outlook on life in order to take actions for lasting results. No more yo-yo dieting, deprivation, or inaction, because if you fix your mind, the rest will take care of itself. Hi everyone, hope you're doing well. Today I have a topic that is very trendy nowadays and I have found some research on intuitive eating, how it can help people with eating disorder and set them free from their prison of their own mind around food. First, let's define what intuitive eating is. Intuitive eating is an approach developed to help people heal from side effects of chronic dieting. People who repeatedly diet often experience a a diet backlash, increased rigidity regarding food and bad foods, restriction leading to increased binging, reduction in trust of self with food, feelings about not deserving food, social withdrawal, and shortened duration of dieting episodes. And Intuitive eater is defined as a person who makes food choices without experiencing guilt or an ethical dilemma, honors hunger, respects fullness, and enjoys the pleasure of eating. Few of us are immune from guilt and judgment regarding our food choices because of many sources of food police in our culture. Initial studies of intuitive eating have found that intuitive eaters have a decrease in weight. Thin idealization and triglycerides, an increase in well being, good cholesterol and self esteem. Be nourished programs and services provide tools for people to relieve the psychological as well as the physical burden of chronic dieting. I personally follow intuitive eating as a lifestyle, not a diet. I eat when I'm hungry and I stop whenever I'm about plus two on the hunger scale. Know that the scale is from negative five being starving to plus five being super full. Along with this, I also cut out starchy and sugar just for my own health benefits. So in a way, I am doing an intuitive keto eating style. This has helped me so much with dieting, fatigue, and I don't track. I eat every meal mindfully. Keep in mind, this is off season for me. Believe it or not, when I first started doing this, I was pretty scared of not tracking anything and just honor my hunger. I I wasn't restricting or avoiding food groups. I personally don't have a taste for much carby foods anyways, such as rice. Occasionally, if I want it, I just have it. Many of my clients want to try intuitive eating, which I highly recommend to give up on diets if you have tried and tried and just can't stick to anything. One is that you might be diet fatigue. Two, when you go into on or off a diet, you can't sustain it after you achieve your goal. Is so intuitive eating is great for someone that wants to lose weight or just maintain and not track to be a lifestyle. We then go into working on why the nitty gritty things that cause them to overeat in the first place, the root causes. Usually, we discover it is a lot. It's a lot of emotional eating. When they first start by cutting out all the carbs and starchy foods, only eat protein and fats and unlimited veggies, of course, they start to drop weight. Note that I say weight because most of the weight loss is water weight. No limits on protein and fats either. 
Of course, but many people feel much better after two weeks of eating this way. Now, when the weight loss stalls, we start implementing fasts. Fasting usually start a fourteen-hour fast, followed by ten hours of eating window, and reduce the eating window further, or just fasting for twenty-four hours at a time, twice a week. Further, if loss, you know, weight loss stalls again. If you have done everything correctly and don't see the weight dropping, then you can start tracking again. So. Now I have given you a basic guide and general idea of how intuitive eating works. Here are the ten principles of intuitive eating. Number one: reject the diet mentality. Throw out the diet books and magazines, articles that offer you false hope of losing weight quickly, easily, and permanently. Get angry at those lies that they have led you to feel as if you were a failure every time a new diet stopped working. Or a new coach, and you gain back all of the weight. If you allow even more small hope to linger, that a new and better diet might be lurking around the corner, it will prevent you from being free to rediscover intuitive eating. Two, honor your hunger. Keep your body biologically fed with adequate energy and carbohydrates. This is for someone. I like I said before earlier, I'm I follow keto because that works for me. But some people, some people's body are working way better on carbohydrates. Nevertheless, you can trigger a primal drive to overeat, right? If you don't eat enough, once you reach the moment of excessive hunger, all intention of moderate conscious consciousness eating are fleeting and irrelevant. You ever heard of hangry? <laughs> This is exactly where it is. You're hungry. And you're angry. <laughs> so learning to honor this first biological sign sets the stage for rebuilding trust with yourself and with your fo- with food. Number three, make peace with food. Call a truce. Stop the food fight. Give yourself unconditional permission to eat. If you tell yourself that you can't or shouldn't have a particular food, it can lead to intense feelings of deprivation that builds into uncontrollable cravings and often binging. When you finally give in, quote unquote, to your forbidden food, eating will be experienced with such intensity it usually results in a last supper overeating and overwhelming guilt afterward. Have you ever went on a binge and like be proud of what you just did? No, I bet you most people who went on a binge never, never. Agreed that they would say that they are happy with what they just did, right? You always feel the overwhelming guilt afterwards. Now there are people that justify telling themselves lies to overcome this、um, anxiety feeling, but it is still a negative feeling. All right, number four: challenge the food police. Scream out loud, no, to thoughts in your head that declare you are good or for eating minimal calories or bad because you ate a piece of chocolate cake. The food police monitor the unreasonable rules that dieting has created in your head. The police station is housed deep in your psyche, and its loudspeaker shouts native barbs, hopeless phrases, and guilt-provoking indictments. Chasing the food police away is a critical step in returning to into feeding. Number five: respect your fullness. Listen for your body signals that tell you you are no longer hungry. Observe the signs that show you are comfortably full. 
pause in the middle of a meal or food and ask yourself how the food tastes and what is your current fullness level. Usually you want to wait 15 minutes after you eat to feel the fullness. Number six, discover the satisfaction factor. The Japanese have the wisdom to promote pleasure as one of their goals of healthy living. In our furry to be thin and healthy, we often overlook one of the most basic gifts of our existence, (laughs) the pleasure and satisfaction that can be found in the eating experience. When you eat what you really want in an environment that is inviting, conducive. So when you eat, you really want to be in an environment that is pleasurable, right? With your friends. By providing this experience for yourself, you will find that it takes much less food to decide you've had enough. Number seven, honor your feelings without using food. Find ways to comfort, nurture, distract, and resolve your issues without using food. Anxiety, loneliness, boredom, anger are emotions we all experience throughout life. Each has its own trigger and each has its own appeasement. Food won't fix any of those feelings. It may comfort for the short term, distract from the pain, or even numb your into food hangover. But food won't solve any problems. If anything, eating from emotional hunger will only make you feel worse in the long run. You'll ultimately have to deal with the source of emotion as well as discomfort of overeating. Number eight, respect your body. Accept your genetic blueprint. Just as a person with a shoe size of 8 would not expect to realistically squeeze into a size 6, it is equally as futile and uncomfortable to have the same expectation with body size. But mostly, respect your body so you can feel better about who you are. Be grateful that you have a body that works. It's hard to reject the diet mentality if you are unrealistic and overly critical about your body shape. Number nine, exercise feel the difference. Forget military exercise or just anything that's like a boot camp. Just get active and feel the difference. Shift your focus on how it feels to move your body rather than the calorie burning effect of the exercise. If you focus on how you really feel from working out, such as energized, it can make the difference between rolling out of bed for a brisk morning walk or hitting the snooze alarm. If, when you wake up, your body or your only goal is to lose weight, it's usually not a motivating factor in that moment of time. Number 10, honor your health. Gentle nutrition make food choices that honor your health and taste buds while making you feel well. Remember that you don't have to eat a perfect diet to be healthy. You will not suddenly get a nutrient deficiency or gain weight from one snack, one meal, or one day of eating. It's what you eat consistently over time that matters. Progress, not perfection, is what counts. Of course, I am not the author of the 10 principles of intuitive eating. You can learn and read more about this here that I have linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you guys in the next one. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Me vs. Me podcast. If you've made it this far, we'll take that you enjoyed the show. We'd love if you would leave us a review and rating on iTunes. We really appreciate your feedback and support. For more details, visit meversmepodcast.com.